Support for this podcast comes from Wreckfest 2. Wreckfest 2 is the in-house recruitment festival of the summer with an incredible lineup of speakers and the biggest conversation of like-minded recruiters in the world. Wreckfest 2 is taking place on July the 9th aboard the HMS President in London. Get 50% off your ticket to the conversation right now by going to wreckfest2.com and using the discount code PODCAST. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employer branding is a topic that's always fascinated me. I worked on my first employer brand project over 10 years ago now, and since then it's been very interesting to see how the internet, and social media in particular, have made it critical for employers to evolve the approach they're taking. My guest this week is Lars Schmidt. Lars has an interesting background as a practitioner in both recruiting and HR, and he's now working with his own clients at the leading edge of employer branding. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. Uh, My guest today is Lars Schmidt. Hi, Lars. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, it's uh, it's Friday when we're recording this, and uh, I think uh, I'm very much looking forward to the forward to the weekend. Um, could you uh, just sort of tell everyone a little bit about you and your kind of story in terms of how you got to do what you do um, and and what you're doing what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I started my. I pretty much spent my entire career in recruiting and HR. Um, I fell into it back in the late '90s, uh, really by accident, but uh, ended up working for a good technical recruiting agency, and uh, from there went on to work at a uh, startup out in Los Angeles, um, and so got some experience inside, and, and really kind of made the conversion at that point that I wanted to stay inside. And so then I spent the next seven years at Ticketmaster, um, probably in seven different jobs, I think, over that time. But I left as a VP of HR overseeing global HR uh, and global recruiting and a few other areas. But um, you know, from there, I went on to another startup called Magento that was doing open source e-commerce. And uh, then I landed at National Public Radio in D.C., uh, which was uh, a role kind of running recruiting and innovation for them that, uh, that was a lot of fun. I did that for about three years and then uh, left the corporate world to start my own firm, Amplify Talent. So I've been doing that for about a year and a half now. And, and we mostly work with, um, kind of broadly speaking, we work with organizations that are looking to modernize how they go about recruiting. So that can mean a lot of different things for different companies. Uh, we still do a little bit of executive search as well, but primarily focused on the kind of consulting and strategy side. Cool, um, uh, fantastic, and um, uh, NPR Radio, the home of uh, the home of many hit podcasts, um, yeah. as, as, as well. Must must have <laughs> exactly. been an interesting place to work. Uh, it was, yeah. It's it's an interesting place to work when you uh, you know you you know people initially from their voice. So you might be in an elevator and you hear somebody talking. You're like, "That's Robert Siegel." Okay, okay. <laughs> so that that was a, that was a unique uh, experience of working at NPR. Fantastic. Now, um, I know that uh, you do a lot of work um, in terms of employer branding, and you have some, I suppose, what I describe some quite sort of contemporary approaches in terms of how you're doing that, and you're working with some uh, sort of pretty forward-thinking organisations. Uh, how would you define 
employer brand what 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 does employer brand mean to you and the 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 people that you're working with yeah i mean to me i think employer branding really at its core is how you're conveying the employee experience Uh, i should say not not necessarily how you convey that's how you kind of uh, operationalize it employer branding itself is essentially the employee experience what is it like to work at that organization um and that could be the culture, the people, the career path, um, the tools, the environment, the office space. You know, all of those things collectively uh, make up an employer brand. And then I think that the you know where that's kind of shifted over the last couple of years from a recruiting standpoint is um, we're much more aware of the the kind of idea of an employer brand, and I think we're we're much more aware of of the need to have an active role in helping shape that. In a, in a real and authentic way because every organization has an employer brand whether they're consciously crafting it or not. Uh, but there's a real opportunity for organizations I think that do take that time to try to, to shape that perception and do it in a real and honest way that, uh, that shares the employee experience. I think that those are the organizations that tend to be a little stickier and you know, both magnetic to the talent that they want but also you know, repelling the talent that can can see an open and honest view of what that organization is like and decide that's not for them. I think that's a um, I think that's a really sort of good definition. I think that um, when I sort of first got involved in employer branding projects, uh, God, I can't even think now. Sort of t- probably over 10, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. um, it was very much about doing research, coming up with. Uh, what really amounted to just a strap line about that company um, and stick it on some posters or in some big uh, press ads. Um, and uh, I, I think it's really interesting how uh, you probably the, you know, the internet and uh, social media has now opened that up and uh, uh, made things more kind of authentic. Is, is, has that been your experience as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, employer branding isn't new. Um, and obviously, you know, you've been doing this back 10 or 15 years. You know, I have as well. And, you know, it was you know, earlier it was more about kind of recruitment marketing and, you know, recruitment slogans and, you know, snazzy uh, materials you can bring to conferences and maybe a good website. But I think the way that social has evolved, the way digital engagement has has evolved, not even just from a recruiting perspective, but just how kind of ubiquitous it's become, you know, companies have so many different ways that they can convey that employer brand. Um, and convey that and kind of share that employee story um, with the world. So it's it's so much more um, complex. Um, but I think it's also for people that kind of work in this space, it's a really exciting time because really employer branding is storytelling and there's so many different vehicles and channels that you can use. And I think because it is, you know, this kind of iteration of employer branding, if you will, is really uh, is is maturing, but there's still a lot of room to do things that haven't been done before. So that that kind of creative side of recruiting, that creative side of employer branding, there's still a lot of opportunities there. And that's that's one of the things that for me makes it really fun. Fantastic. And following uh, following on from that, uh, I know that you're doing some really interesting stuff with Hootsuite um, at the moment. Could you sort of talk us through uh, what what that's about? Um, it may, maybe it might be a good place to start to uh, actually tell people what Hootsuite is if they if they if they if they've not used it. But it'd be interesting to know uh, what what it is you're, you're 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 kind of doing with them. Sure. Yeah, Hootsuite is the uh, the world's largest social media um, management platform. So um, the over, I think over 400 of the Fortune 500 companies are using at an enterprise level Hootsuite to manage uh, their social media 
uh, engagement and activity and metrics. Uh, but they actually have three different tiers. So there's a free version that I think the vast majority of customers and certainly kind of where I got my experience with Hootsuite, there's a pro version which uh, is a little more feature-rich and then an enterprise version that most organizations um, at that Fortune 500 and kind of large scale use. Um, you know, the role there is, is really interesting. So for me, I've been, I've been a user of Hootsuite for years. I've been a, a fan for you know, years. And particularly, uh, I've known their VP of talent, Ambrosia Vertesi, uh, for probably four years now. And I've always admired her work. You know, we, we, share, we met when I was at NPR, and we really uh, we hit it off because we were both in positions where we were leading uh, teams of you know, recruiting and HR, respectively, but also really the, the kind of lead person championing the employer branding efforts. And so we, we really kind of connected on that level. And she was doing, has been doing amazing work at Hootsuite. And uh, we had always talked about trying to find something to do together. And so when I left NPR and started Amplify Talent, obviously we, we had stayed in touch. And then the opportunity finally presented itself to, uh, to join forces and have me come in as an employer brand strategist to really help Hootsuite continue to push and extend their employer brand and also kind of be an internal evangelist within the team to help, um, you know, augment and support the, the work that Ambrosia has been doing because she has a very big job at this point. They've grown tremendously. They're almost 900 employees and she's responsible for all of talent. So she has a lot on her plate. And so uh, it's an opportunity for me to come in and kind of help her and the team uh, continue to push forward on, on employer branding. And so for me, it's really it's a dream client because it's, it's a company that it's a product that I use. It's a company that I admire, but also I think on the employer branding side, they're, uh, they're very unique in the sense that they, they get it on every level. So okay. most, most roles, you know, and, and you, you've probably experienced this, you're, you're kind of having to advocate why employer branding is important and you know, you're, you're making the case as you're actually operationalizing it. The case is fully established there. So the mandate there is to really, you know, push the envelope and do new things. Um, there, there isn't much case making to be done, which makes it really unique and fun. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm very jealous <laughs> that, <laughs> that you have a, you have a forward thinking client like that. So, uh, talking about pushing the envelope, what, what kind of things have you done? I know you've, you've just done a, um, an interesting uh, exercise using uh, Periscope. Could you, could you tell us a bit more? Yeah, I mean that probably is a great uh, you know illustration of of what I mean by by forward thinking. I mean, so when Ambrosia and I were at South by Southwest in March, it was when Meerkat came out, and we were having a conversation at TalentNet around how we can use Meerkat for employer branding and some of the different possibilities there. And um, so then when I came on, it was about a week after Periscope had launched, and so you know we basically picked that conversation up again and said, how can we use Periscope uh, in a meaningful way to uh, share the employee experience at Hootsuite and help people get a sense of our, our global scale and global operations. And so, you know, the, the timeline on this was, uh, was something that w- was, was really fun to be a part of because we, we had that conversation on one day and we said, let's do a campaign called Follow the Sun where we will start with our operations in Singapore and literally every hour on the hour we'll follow the sun around the globe and have a different employee from that local office, nine offices uh, worldwide, um, do a live Periscope broadcast on what it's like to work in that office. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so that was the concept. Uh, literally, we, she pitched it to Ryan Holmes, their CEO, and the marketing. Within a day, we had the green light. They said, yep, let's do it. And about a week and a half later, we actually executed it. So from, from conception to actually execution was maybe two weeks. And 
you know, keep in mind this is a platform that had only existed for a week uh, at that point, and it was a global scale. We actually shared the the Hootsuite Life Periscope account using LastPass, so it was a fairly complex thing. Many of the people that were broadcasting it was the first time they'd ever used Periscope. Yeah. So um, it was it was a, a pretty complex <laughs> undertaking, and uh, but it worked and it was Fantastic. great, and uh, and we had a lot of fun with it. So for for me, I mean that that kind of I mean I've worked with other companies where you're you know you're working for months just to get the okay to launch a Twitter platform. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose it's important in the in the space that they're that they're in. Um, you know, being a social media and a technology company that uh, that you can respond quickly to things like that, and that's uh, I mean that's great. What, what kind of um, what kind of came out of it? Do you think in terms of you know what was it driving? Was it numbers of viewers or response or what was the uh, you know what were the kind of the, the metrics that you sort of found from it? Yeah, so it was uh, it was a mix of a couple things. So it was uh, it was viewers, it was follower growth. So I think um, you know globally across all the broadcasts, uh, we had uh, offhand I want to say around five thousand viewers okay. uh, around the world. Uh, we had uh, in terms of channel growth, we grew our Periscope Hoots We Life Periscope account uh, by two hundred thirty new followers. So that was another um, kind of intended outcome around. You know, letting people know, hey, we're going to be using this for things, and and getting people to it's sort of building uh, a platform for the for the future. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so those were, you know, the the metrics. Uh, frankly, were a little softer on this. You know, it wasn't so much. Uh, there wasn't a a specific call to action around you know, go to our career site now and apply. Frankly, that was one of the things that we missed. Um, you know, one of the one of the other projects that we've launched there is a, is a campaign called Open Source HR. Okay. And um, you know the idea behind that is we want to we want to what we're calling kind of work out loud and show um, our work. And for projects like this, we're going to write up case studies where we're going to talk about things like where the idea came from, how we pitched it internally, um, how we executed it, what the expected outcomes were, what the actual outcomes were with metrics, uh, but also what we got wrong. Okay. And, Interesting. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think we, you know, we, we missed an opportunity with that particular campaign to have a stronger call to action around jobs in the local market. I think that would, that would have been something that would have made this more directly impactful from a recruiting perspective. I mean, that's a fantastic uh, level of transparency. And it's not something that <clears throat> I think I've ever seen with um, any other company, actually. So, uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I look forward to kind of seeing how that, how that develops. That's very interesting. Yeah, you can check the um, the full case study on – so the campaign is called Follow the Sun. So the full case study is on the Hootsuite blog. Uh, it's on the Hootsuite SlideShare channel uh, and I have it on the Amplify Talent blog as well. But this this kind of gives a sense of the the format and flow um, for the case studies that we'll put together. And and really our, our view around this is you know, people will look at a company like Hootsuite and say, uh, well, of course, you know, you can do campaigns like this because you're a big global social media company. And they're right. That certainly gives us some advantages. But I think yeah. – from an openness and transparency standpoint, we want to be able to say, yeah, despite all of that, we're still going to get things wrong and, and that's okay. And I think that you know, the, 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 our, our hope deep down is that other companies will kind of be open to this open source HR approach and be willing to kind of share their work uh, from an HR and recruiting perspective. Because I think the more organizations that are doing that and they're being open and they're being transparent, even with the things they're getting wrong, um, the more it gives permission to – Somebody in a small, medium-sized business, you know, somewhere in Manchester or Des Moines or wherever, who's trying to make a case internally to do more employer branding or social HR or whatever the campaign might be in recruiting, 
uh, you know, having some other organizations that are showing what they're doing and even what they're getting wrong, I think might help them make a better case. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that. Couldn't agree with that more. Um, just sort of uh, last question. Just kind of thinking about uh, the future of all this. So, uh, in the in the previous podcast to this one, I was talking to uh, Matt Charney, and uh, he was getting very excited about uh, the possibilities of uh, recruiting and Oculus Rift. Uh, you know, virtual reality, and obviously that's yeah. now uh, literally launched either yesterday or today. I'm not quite sure. Uh, you know, um, but they've. Uh, you know they've kind of announced uh, that it's uh, that it's that it's coming out to the to the public. Um, what are your thoughts? Is that uh, is that a possibility? Is it a red herring? Um, or you know does uh, the the future of all this stuff lie in a different direction? You know I think that that's it's kind of funny when you when you think about the future of all these things. There's so many different directions. I mean you could you could pick almost any new platform and say how can we leverage this for employer branding? Yeah. And you'll you'll find some way to use it. I mean. Virtual reality and Oculus Rift could be massive. You could do really interesting things like um, have a day in the life of somebody doing that job yeah. and, and have somebody sit in and kind of, you know, or a tour of the office where you're literally walking through the entire offices around the world. I mean, there, there's lots of ways you can use that. I imagine a barrier might be, you know, somebody needs to have a hardware to experience that. Yeah. So exactly. that's, that's certainly a, 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 you know, hurdle to overcome, but there, there could be incredible options with that. But that's kind of what I think is really exciting about the space is there's at the pace of technology evolving and, and scaling and growing and new types of platforms. I mean, Meerkat and Periscope aren't new. Uh, you know, live broadcasting you know, apps to do that were existed four years ago, but the market wasn't ready for them then. It, you know, so, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, I think uh, that that could be the same with Oculus Rift as well, because of course a yeah. lot of the things that people are thinking of in terms of recruitment were things that people tried in Second Life uh, yeah. ten years ago. So, right. uh, uh, yes, no, very interesting. Um, Lars, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I enjoyed it, Matt. My thanks to Lars there. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. You can listen to past episodes and read show notes at www.rfpodcast.com and also subscribe to the mailing list there to get exclusive content and find out more about future guests. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. 